Hey everyone, and warm welcome to the Happiness Podcast. And today, a podcast that you've all been waiting for a long time and been requesting with Nick Shackleford. Um, Nick is probably the person I have the most common Instagram followers with because we're both uh, speakers at the AAW conferences where he frequently gets voted as one of the best speakers, which he, he deserves 1000%. He's one of the nicest persons uh, that I have ever met in, in my life. Uh, and uh, he's the founder of Struck, Struck, Structured Agency, Constant Creative. He makes the geek out events where people geek out about meta, like Facebook, Instagram ads. Uh, and uh, co-founder, he's the co-founder of, of Breeze, uh, a drink with, uh, with amazing ingredients that we will go into also in, in this call. So, and Friday is his birthday. So also another happy occasion for him. Welcome to a podcast, Nick. Oh man, this is, every time I hear this introduction, I'm like, I am doing way too many things. I wonder, I was, I was tweeting about this yesterday. I was like, I feel like I'm overstressed and underpaid and I feel it's because I'm doing too many things. But it, some of us understand, like once you get into a place where you have good understanding of time, you have a good understanding of team, you have a good understanding of what your role needs to be. You can kind of just stay in your, what I'm sure what you, you and the team call it, your flow state, your genius zone. And if you can sit there for as long as you can, you can create some really cool things and build some really cool partnerships. And exactly, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast now, because uh, you are definitely one of the persons who works the most in our industry. And that's why also you're one of the best in the industry. But also, you manage to stay stay happy, right? Uh, so everyone yeah. has difficult faces, but like, like every call we jump on, you're in a super ha happy mode on on smiles. You're super nice to everyone that, that you meet, like, and um, yeah, you really live live your dreams. Like, you have your your things that you you, you pursue, and when you go, you go full in. Like one example with your tats, no? Like some people have a little oh bit. God. You're like. <laughs> Can you can you explain to the people who just listen to 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 the sound of it like how many what are you doing? Dude, it is insane. So this is I made a promise to myself when okay. So I, my my history was I played professional soccer, and you and I both know if you if you love soccer, especially we followed European soccer as much as we can. I'm a I'm a Barcelona fan, obviously, but I'm also an Arsenal Gunner fan. So we have uh, a lot so of hate. Out there this, this year is going is going well for you, Ben. And uh, yeah, so Nick uh, was, was the goalkeeper of LA Galaxy. So everyone knows his team. And uh, yeah, the position in Germany, we say the crazy people are the goalkeepers. Love you, Nick. <laughs> it's, uh, it's true. I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm Oliver Kahn every, every time I jump on, on the stage. Um, but it was, and it's funny, it's good timing about this. David Beckham's uh, documentary just came out. And his, if you see his documentary, man, it was incredible. It is. And he had a back end of it where he was kind of at Galaxy for a little bit. And what I realized is, man, all these soccer players are so cool. They're so tattooed. I'm like, okay, if I want to be like them, then I want to get tattooed too. But then when I realized I, I stopped playing, retired and kind of went into my, my quote unquote meta, my business world, the, the fidget spinner world, which I'm know we'll, we'll dabble about a little bit, but that thing still stayed with me. Right. Yeah. I got mine right here too. The thing still stayed to me. And I think that I personally love tattoos. Now, my wife doesn't have two. She maybe has two or three, some small ones. But for me, whatever it was, it stuck with me. And I made a promise to myself, when I hit that stage of enough money in my bank account, where I didn't have to worry about what happens next, I'd go all in. And I also, I had like a time gap. Because if you, if you set good goals, you have to kind of put a cap on when this goal should be achieved. And so the next time gap was, I need to do it before I get married. 
well, I had a lot of room to cover. I had a lot of empty spaces. And as you can see, I'm, I'm head to toe covered. So I spent 268 hours under the needle and every single from, from what you see all the way down to, I didn't do like my, um, my member, I didn't do anything like unique down there just because I, I did try, I, I will say I went all the way to where I, I could bear it. And it was just too much pain. I couldn't, I couldn't take it, but everything down to what I have left is my feet, my armpits and, uh, my right hand. <laughs> nice. And yeah, it's but, that's, crazy. But, but, but that's, that's one thing I, I really value in people when they, they found out what are their passions, you know, what are your, what are your passions in life? And then you go, you go full on on this. What, what are your other, before we go into the business side, what are your other passions in life? So we, we live in a home, which is a, a California classic. So if you if you have a taste towards like the finer things, if you have a taste towards like uh old school Americana, there's a, a company or not a company, there's a, an architect called uh, Eichler, E-I-C-H-L-E-R. And he made these 1950, 1960 absolute classics. And so where we live in, there's like only three neighborhoods in all of California. The most majority of these are up here in Cupertino around where the, the Apple factory or sorry, where the Apple headquarters is. And there was this one neighborhood that I waited eight years to get into. I was waiting, 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 waiting to buy this home. And we finally able to move into this home last October and coming up on a year on it. And I've been fully, fully, it, it's mid-century modern. It's 1960s authentic. And it's a really cool drive. So when we go to, for instance, every Sunday, there's a flea market in Pasadena, which is a, a nice little suburb out here in LA. And we look for is it the right couch? Is it the right chairs? Right. So we went all in on it to the point where we, I feel like I'm living in a, in a, a kind of a fairy tale. <laughs> nice. Exactly. And another thing, no, when you spend, uh, you work from, work from home. So when you spend a, a lot yeah. of time in a place, you, you, you want to, you want to decorate it and have it in a way that uh, it's, uh, you feel the most comfortable and you feel like, well, but also you, you love it around it by art in your case. No. Well, Chris, it's also different because like if you're in California, similar to where you're in Barcelona, we get happiness from the sun. We get happiness from the, the natural light. And our house is just ceiling, to like the floor to ceiling, all windows. So if you wake up in just sunlight and, and you're just looking at this already, man, you're going to be so happy. So I, I I try to optimize towards that. And I used to want to have crazy hundreds of millions of dollars. And I saw a part of me, it still has a lot of desire for that. But at this point in my life, I, I believe turning 33 soon, which is they, everyone says this is your genius year or your, uh, your Jesus year, uh, the year of Jesus. And I was like, okay, well, if this is, if this is my big year coming up, I want it to be a very happy one. So I might as well put myself in the best position to feel it. This is great. And, and exactly like, uh, I, I, I think, uh, you're you're definitely in the digital marketing industry. You're one of the most, most famous persons. And, uh, and yeah. uh, you know, like, I, I think if it's for you, if it was be only about the money, you could have you could have even done things that would have gotten you more money, but maybe less less happiness on on the path. Yeah. So you you really also chose projects that you're deeply passionate about, and that's why you can also work the hours that you're working because you you enjoy. You have a lot of cool 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 things going on. I'm sure the the breeze brainstorming for the drink uh, is uh, you know is very enjoyable. Well, it's funny because I'm doing a presentation. This is the first year. So affiliate world, as they're trying to venture into the the audience is changing. And you and I have spoken at these quite a bit. And then over the years, it seems it sometimes starts to change. Now, now it's always going to be rooted in that old school affiliate marketing growth 
accelerating, but then they're starting to try to incorporate a little bit more on the e-commerce side or trying to change a little bit more on the retention side. And I appreciate them for that, trying to adjust to their audience. And so this year in reflection, we're doing a story of the story of Breeze. And so this is, this is the the can, and this is a, this is our 7.5 ounce. So it's a little bit smaller, but what's unique about it is, and I'll name it right here, 2.5 milligrams of THC, five milligrams of CBD and 25 milligrams of lion's mane. Now, if you're in this space, sorry, if you're in this space and digital and you go THC, online advertising usually doesn't work, usually doesn't happen. Well, there was an interesting thing that happened in the States. And if you are an advertiser, whether you're uh, European based or, or, or stateside, you can't advertise THC in either of these markets, except in the, in America specifically because of what happened in 2018 with the farm bill that actually Donald Trump voted that in across the board, but it allows us to advertise hemp THC. So if you look at the cannabis plant, it goes into marijuana and then it goes into hemp. They still derive their own uh, medicinal superpower, right? They still have something that you can smoke and you can kind of consume, but the different type of legality around it is if you have 0.3% uh, dry weight of that product, which is in, in our can, we can have that be as many milligrams as we want because that weight doesn't really fully change, which is why uh, Aaron and I chose that drink. But it's something that where for us in this space, if you want to talk about happiness, my so my, my family got split up early on because of my dad enjoyed alcohol a little bit too much. My mom didn't like that about him. Well, as that kind of comes into a lot of problems and issues and and why would you want to have an incredible night and enjoy your happiest night and then all of a sudden have the worst morning and regret that upcoming morning? So I'd seen that and I've been sober uh, for since I was a junior in high school. I'm turning 33, so this is over 15 plus years. And I'm sitting here going, there's no way that this can be good for you. You don't hear anybody talk about it. And just like marijuana versus excuse me alcohol alone you don't hear people beating their wives or beating their husbands or acting out when they're uh, when they're consuming marijuana you're hearing people falling asleep you're hearing people eating too much you're hearing people kind of just going into a little bit of a stupor but you don't hear the opposite of the aggression that kind of like enrages in us and that market is so incredible because we're, we're, that's what we're going after directly when you drink a this it has this it doesn't have the magic mushrooms, the mushrooms that I'm on right now. It has like a, <laughs> it has like a positive impact of uh, depression uh, against lion's mane specifically as one of the core cordyceps around this. It helps against depression, it helps against memory, it helps against uh, happiness. And it, that mixture of the CBD and THC allows you to not feel like you're stuck in your chair, but allows you to be like, yeah, I want to be social because we want to replace that. One thing I want to pick up on also because our our guest in episode 30, uh, also a very successful and cool cool founder, he said in the podcast that uh, for him um, and he was he was living in Silicon Valley and with him what really works for creativity is uh, microdosing LSD. So you said currently so you're microdosing magic mushrooms. Um, how how Correct. How, how are you doing it? Which, which structure are you following it and what which which effects are you having? Yeah, so we are, so I'm consuming penis envy and I usually consume it within a chocolate bar. And so there's two brands that we consume. One is Boom and one is Lyft, L-Y-F-T. L-Y-F-T is one that I haven't tried just yet. It's sitting in the fridge right so now. So you, you can actually, you can actually buy it in California. Like you can buy it pre, pre-made in the chocolate bars. I, I, I want to tell you about this funny story. <laughs> yes, you, 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 you can, you can buy them. They're, 
the famous bars are here are called Smurf bars or Venice bars, which you can get in Venice, California, of course. Mm-hmm. There is actually, I got hit with a funnel. And so for you mar- digital marketing nerds out there, I'm going to kind of blow your mind. Please, please bring on the funnel. <laughs> so we were trying to, I was trying to buy mushrooms and I was like, looking 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 and as many of us know if you're trying to buy drugs online you're gonna get scammed and so i my first initial i did get scammed on a someone put me to a telegram chat and i had to pay for shipping etc especially if you have to pay if you have to pay with bitcoin like likely the chances are you're gonna get scammed dude it was it was like transferred to the wall i was like ah this is not real like i'm gonna lose my money i did i ended up losing like 250 bucks whatever price of being an idiot well it can, it kind of goes into the next then i found this next one chris i t- i shit you not buddy this was the craziest funnel so got the instagram ad it drops me down into uh, more like an info like here's the here's the background of penis envy which is like one of the strains here's the background of uh, what it does for you for your psychology here's what it does for you and then it drives you to a page you choose the flavor that you want so now it's like branding it with I, I think i got like cereal bar or rice crispy treats or something like this and then as soon as you click on that it tells you that on the next page that we send you to click the jacket that you want and then purchase and go through it i was like okay i, I don't I'm just p- pick the jacket i want i get onto a next page and it has a bunch of just generic jackets and of the, on the jacket on the right right here above where the logo would be it has the flavor that you want so mm-hmm. it's a shopify back end and the whole front end is an educational funnel, and it looks like we're purchasing a jacket, but we're actually buying the shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and I was losing. I was like, and I tell my, I told my wife, I'm like, babe, there's no way. I think I just got scammed again. I spent another two hundred and fifty dollars on getting it. <laughs> it it took four weeks to get to me, but I got them. It worked. <laughs> I bought magic mushrooms in California from my phone and it got delivered to my door and i absolutely lost my mind <laughs> and it also is nice if it's pre-prepared in in the uh, in the chocolate and you know the right amount <laughs> and uh and and for maybe for people who 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 haven't done microdosing so you would take it uh every three days every two days and uh so oh, you just and you just sorry. feel more creative in the moment or how how is how is that for you so i'm i'm curious on two levels one is I was heavy in Adderall and I was heavy in, in ADHD and ADD pills because I, I thought that's what I needed. And I thought that's what allowed me to focus and work hard. And it wasn't. And it's something that I got to realize, something that we all have to realize how our body reacts to this. And so early, what was it? January, January, February, March of this year, January, February, March of this year, I was under a lot of stress. Um, my dog got cancer. We had a lot of presentations. We were planning the wedding abroad. And so there's a lot of things that hit. And I was like, I, I can't focus. I can't get work done. I had a very negative reaction to Adderall. And after that, I go, what is it in me that's responding to that? That doesn't want to work. What is it in me that doesn't want to move on? Cause when you have, it's cool to talk about how many businesses that I'm a part of and support, but what also people don't talk about is when you're not on and when you're not working, how many businesses you have to support and run. Like there's, there's a lot of the negatives on that side. And so when I'm sitting here and I go, I have to be in a position to where even if I'm not feeling my best, my best still has to be better than everybody else. So I can't allow myself to get below 25% or 50, even 50% of who I am. Cause I still need to respond. I still got to be on. <laughs> then I started exploring uh, uh, mushrooms, penis envy, and a lot of these other, uh, other like strains to understand what's going on and what it really does to us. 
and allows you to feel a little bit more energetic towards, because I wanted to work. I enjoyed working, but I couldn't get myself to do it. And where Adderall is like, you might not be wanting to work, but it'll just put you into a focus mode, regardless of whether you want it or not. And that feeling that you get when you drink, which is a hangover, you get that feeling when you take any sort of uh, accelerant that that, that, that that drug is. And so what I wasn't able to do in my first time testing with a, a, a microdose of THC, or sorry, microdose of uh, magic mushrooms, was that I was able to feel excited about the work I was doing because I was already motivated. I just didn't have that extra little jump start, And then it was no down. And so I'm mm -hmm. on a two days on, uh, mm -hmm. three days off. And then on the weekends, I try not to do it because I want to be with uh, the wife and the dogs, make sure that I'm in a position where I'm not artificially feeling good about this environment I'm in. Mm -hmm. Which is why I like to do it because what I believe is creative is having conversations and problem solving verbally. Because I think... I think when you go, I, there was one question you asked me earlier, which we kind of went away from, which is how are you able to be a part of and, and plan your time and be present around a lot of these businesses? And I think it's making the most of the business that you are making most of the opportunity that you currently have and only working on the core things that you need to be working on. For me, a lot of that is working through problems that I don't necessarily have to execute anymore, but my team does. And so vocalizing this, talking through these things. That is my form of problem solving. And if you aren't feeling like you need to problem solve, or if you, or for me, if I'm not feeling like I need to have conversations, then we're not moving things forward. And so if you aren't ready to have combos, or if you weren't ready to get up, I have to get the, take the, the, a little bit of the mushrooms to kind of get me going and excited to have these conversations because it keeps me in it for hours and hours and hours or I'll tell us you're going to have so many of these problem solving conversations that are, for lack of a better phrase, is very important. Exactly. So here, here becomes comes to one of the uh, um, important questions, but uh, also one of I one of the persons who is following you and me on Instagram, and uh, he says, "Chris, please ask this to Nick because he's currently getting unhappiness from not being good at time management." So he said, "For him, getting getting this improved would actually be something that would make it a happiness podcast for him to increase his time management." And a lot of people have this, no. So maybe can you share like between all your projects, how do you structure your time? How do you, how do you manage it? And how do you also, what, what, when do you decide to delegate and how do you delegate? I know it's a complex question, but it would help a lot. So thank you a lot for, for sharing your wisdom here. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> so I think about this in a very specific way of, it starts with understanding what are you need to be doing? What are you needing to do within the businesses that you're in or the core business that you're in? Now, I'm going to tell you this, if you're a founder and you have a small team and you're trying to do some big things, time management is not going to be your friend. Like you're not going to have a lot of great time management because everything is going to seem important, but that's not true. Not everything is important. So I have at this point, I, I feel like I have a great control over my, my process of what I do. So I'll talk to you about what I'm currently set up on and then we can maybe deconstruct it to see how somebody else might be able to implement it. Okay. So Perfect. the core person that's in charge um, her name is Shauna. Shauna is in charge of Team Nick. And anything that I do or plan has to go through Shauna because she's that background of, hey, here's your priorities. And it's someone that is, her, her sole role is to make sure that my priorities are matching up to what we planned at the beginning of the quarter and the beginning of the year. So that is the same way of you saying, the most important thing for me is to make sure that I'm generating revenue or new business for me, that everything that I'm doing 
everything comes secondary to that. Now, I'm not talking about your family. I'm not talking about what you're doing in your personal life. We're just talking about business because if you can align your goals and if you can align your structure of your business day, your personal life will kind of take care of itself because you'll have more time and you'll have more happiness. So it'll show up for your personal life a lot better. Mm-hmm. So for us on, on this business world, that to me is if you're planning and a lot of people plan on the weekends, I don't plan on the weekends. I plan on my Monday. So Monday, and I even see it, you can even look at it on my calendar, Monday from 8 a.m., to 2 p.m. No calls, only planning and execution for the week. <laughs> execution is based upon what happens on the last Friday. So I look at it as Monday is planning and it's sending out the, the emails, it's sending out the, the goals that I have this week. It's sending out any of the projects. It's the deep work that we need to do. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are then the rotations around the important meetings of the people that are reporting into me as well as the content that needs to be made because my core focus right now is distribution of information and generation of business across the uh, lucid structured and uh, lucid structured and constant. That's my core role now. But if you don't understand what your core role is, you're going to be floating and not knowing what's most important. Um, And then on the back half on Friday is then is reflection. What did we get right? What did we not get right? That takes about an hour of my overall day just to reflect on seeing how, how did the week go? How did the energy feel? How many calls did I have to go against? Because amongst all this, I'm planning three events. We're about to travel. I'll be in Frankfurt. I'll be in uh, Bangkok. I'll be in Amsterdam. I'll be in um, Phuket. I'll be in Florida. And we have San Diego and LA. And these are all events that you have to plan and prep for because there's presentations to make. So there's yeah, times that, exactly. you have to that you're, you have to protect the things that are most important that takes the most time, which for me is having my conversations with my people and building the right presentations for these talks. So if I look at that day and it's, and it's what we can even do on a small scale is having an assistant and it doesn't have to be with you. It can be a VA, you can call it a VA, but her sole role or his Basically, sole so role. For everyone, like, so VA is a virtual assistant. And uh, for example, someone who is working from, from the Philippines or like in in, in Romania, they have great VAs. Can be German VAs, exactly. It's like something that makes a lot of sense for a lot of owners. Well, and and the the issue is some people are like, well, I don't I don't know what I would tell them. I don't know what they would do. Well, that's the that's the beauty of it. At the beginning, you don't need to necessarily tell them what to do. But there, anything that you're about to do or go for it, their mind has to be towards operations and process development. That's the biggest thing that we're hiring for. And Shonda, she she did that. She knows operations. She knows process. And us, similar, you and I are very similar. We like to run. We like to be the lead. We like to kind of develop new ways of doing things. We might not do the same thing multiple times in a row, but we know that there's patterns because we're doing something correct because something's working, right? So for exactly. teammates like Shauna, when she came on, at the first, uh, first month, I'll say first three weeks to a month, she would, anything that I had tasks for the day, she was on live with me and just watching what I was doing. And I was basically recording myself like a zoom here, just showing my screen. And I said, after each week, she would give me a rundown of like, where did I spend my time? Well, I was, well, how long did it take? So she's observing how I'm operating. Cause we need that person that supports us to just be team Chris or team Nick. Mm-hmm. This only thing that matters. And that way, when she or he debriefs and tells you what went wrong. So you're basically paying them to watch you, do your your normal process in your normal days and at the end of the week they should be like hey here's the things that i can take over here are the things that i can make better for you and that is the easiest place to start because spending time with your emails a little bit of a cheat signature that i have on that so when i when i send an email out uh, you might have seen it when it comes into it but 
when I send an email, I have a signature that says, in an attempt to be present and ensure we have the support of our team partners, I'll be limiting email communication during the day. Email communication will read and respond between 5 p.m. PST and 7 p.m. PST. So what, is, what does this psychologically do? This tells anybody that emails me or that I'm about to email, if they're getting an email from me, it's a very unique thing because I'm emailing outside of my schedule and or it sets the, sets the precedent that if there's email that if I'm not responding to you, there's a reason why I'm not replying to you. I have a process for this. Exactly. Now, this is this is one of a we all talked about this on in one of our other podcasts. That's one of the great productivity hats, like hacked. Like when you re reply, like do the communication parts in in a bulk and uh, plan big chunks for working. Like every week you work on the big big goal. Like you know every every week you have one big thing to that really can move the business forward. You work on this. You protect your time for for brain brainstorming. It's so important, man. And and I think for for this year's been a lot of travel, a lot of craziness. And especially if next year, whatever comes into, say you're planning for a kid, say you're planning for a bigger change. There's a lot of stuff that that you'll have to build your process around. And so I'm I'm assuming come next year when, when we're trying to have a kid and everything, I believe it's gonna have to change. I believe we're gonna have to reiterate things. And and I'm excited for for the process rebuild. Hmm. Exactly, and there's always, and in, in, I think in in your position, just from like if I'll be an outside con con consultant, I'm very very yeah. sure because the, the the companies are so well so well planned already that you could step out more and more. Sometimes you know when you step out, you actually realize, oh, this is actually the team is so well trained. This is actually running without me or with less. So sometimes hmm. these things happen, and then like you know, getting a kid, and then it actually happen for the best thing ever because you realize that oh yes, I'm actually like. I can actually do a bit less and uh, and give the team more freedom because they they've been learning from you for so many years, and um, yeah, I'm very I'm very optimistic it's, for you, for you that you will manage it in a very good way because you really like you tend to make smart and happy um, the the decisions. One of the things I can also share, I think, with the audience probably yeah. with, with you too, is um, for me uh, obviously happiness is a wave, no? And uh, when you do a lot of good habits, like you have a very very happy days and weeks. But there's always will be the bad days. And for me, what I really just try to do is on a bad day, I just don't take decisions. Like you don't want to take, you can like the, like taking a decision on a bad day normally always turns out to be the wrong one. And then you have to figure yeah. out the days to to change the business decision or cha change that. So on a bad day, I just do other tasks, but I was like, okay, I'm going to push this decision-making to tomorrow when I'm in a good mood and I, I will probably make a, more con constructive and uh, uh, proactive decision. I love that too. It's also something around not making decisions when you are frustrated or if you're in a very stressed. I think that's what you mean by having, if you're having a bad day or an off day. Exactly. That's, that's what I mean. Sometimes exactly. it's just going to imply, it's going to, and then you realize what decision you made. I have this oftentimes when I want, when people say, Hey, you're going to come over to my house and I go, yeah, 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 I'll be there. I'll be there. And then I get that. I'm like, why am I here? I, why did I do this? And I and I put myself in positions like this many times. Yeah, one of one of my my my, my friends, uh, Patrick Wind. I think you also know him. He's also a speaker. Uh, so he 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 was sharing with me yesterday. We went to the gym together, and he was sharing with me like, "Look, oh, Chris, I just got this voice message, and like it really pissed me off, and I had this urge to reply right away." And you know what I did? I took a deep, deep breath. I slept over it. The next morning, I made a very constructive and nice message back. 
and it, the problem got solved and i was like man obviously like so good you did this now <laughs> like don't ever and like people can always wait 12 hours like sleep over it don't 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 do anything in the instant when you're pissed like it, 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 it would have exploded i think of what you 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 also said something that i realized about my my like looking back at the past i don't do anything without partners mm-hmm. now look Patrick is a very smart individual. He's someone that you trust. He might not be your partner in things, but he is very, he gets you. He understands you. He understands your decision-making, understands your goals and your dreams. That is the biggest thing is you have to have somebody on your level, especially when we're dealing with high stress. Look, I'm sitting across all the businesses right now. Hmm? Structured will be an eight-figure agency across the world. Lucid will be a high seven-figure uh, Breeze will launch into a, a multi-seven figure within its first year to two years. Like these are these are real this real real money. We have real loans on the line. We have a lot of shit to deal with. But if you have your couple people in your life that know what you're trying to do, know what you're about, and can be that sounding board to have conversations with, you work through so many of these problems, and your your, your happiness goes through the roof. Because what I'm what I've realized now more than ever is. The community that you have around, which is probably why I spent so much time and energy and money and traveling and building networks and building geek and building events and why I love in-person events is because you have to be with people that are going through something similar to you so that you can build a little bit of relation and that community keeps you happy. Exactly. It's, it's just like, exactly. You want to enjoy where you're going to every day and what you're doing. And if you, if you have cool, cool co-founders, uh, or if you have cool, cool partners in a project and an amazing team, it's just so much, so much better. Like I have, I have one person, for example, in Austria, he's helping me tomorrow. I have another call and it's just every call I'm looking forward to it. It's just like a inspiration. Like, you know, if you work with, with these kind of people, it's just a big, big life, life, life hack. Um, yeah. And then coming, coming back to, coming back to your um, time management. So on, on the day, like what, what's your normal time to, to start work? What, what, how many, how many breaks do you do? And uh, how many hours do you try to dedicate on each of these, these projects? If you can map out one of the normal, like, let's say Wednesdays, you know, like map me out a typical Wednesday. And that that would be interesting. I'll do, I'll do Tuesday because I just went through it. And today is a little bit different. Actually, I'll do both of them. So Tuesday, Tuesday starts at 8 a.m. on the computer. My first workout is 5 to 7 a.m. The gym is about uh, 5 to 10 minutes away. Up at Great. 4.30. Great. No, up at 4.30, no coffee and anything, but I'm at the gym by 5. I try to get home about around 7.30 so that the dogs, I have three dogs and the missus, she'll start waking up at that point. I like to be on the computer before any of the calls hit. So yesterday was a tax preparation as well as a plan for any finances across all the businesses. So yesterday is a really heavy day because numbers and math is takes me a long time to just understand it and talk through it. And I usually have a feeling every which way. So nine to 11 AM. So that was about two hours of just going through all the finances across the businesses. Uh, that's, that was the core. And then I have my syncs with my people. So that I have three people that report into me, Shauna, just to make sure that all travel the whole week, all planning with any of the events coming up happen. Ryan, which I'm planning an event with, and that's, those are immediate people that I can actually impact. We have to make decisions. That happens on Tuesday because generally speaking, why I don't do anything on Mondays, unless it's urgent and someone requests it, people are getting kind of getting in from the weekend. And a lot of people aren't really high, high output individuals. So Monday is usually like their day where they're kind of just like getting into the motion. So I don't, I don't deal with people on Monday, keep that for myself. Um, and then the back half of the day, it stays until 
whether it's looking at a couple of the campaigns, creating content, writing content for any of the businesses. And then finally, the, the last thing would have to be any sort of planning with uh, the upcoming travel schedule. So Shauna tells me what I need to, to go through and, and double check everything because we have some trip trip trackers and then we kind of execute across that. Then today, uh, these are the days where, which is why we're recording on, on a Wednesday because this is my, I have a lot of calls today. I have 14 calls and this is a mixture between uh, mentoring this is a mixture between planning for the event that happens on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, and then double checking uh, any sort of problems or issues with any incoming clients. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. For me also, I have also a structure, but like Wednesdays, I always make my, my, my calls for um, my, my day for, for pod, pod, podcast because it's, it's, it's a good, good day. Like I, I, I like to, I like to have Wednesdays and uh, first days as the day of most calls and uh, and my, 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 my Monday also a day of like very very blocked like uh, I it's very hard to get a call with me on a Monday like <laughs> very nearly impossible and uh, and with this, and your 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 assistant she also would help you with like uh, buying the flights buying buying getting the, the hotel so you you can you can have your time mostly focused on on running the businesses right yes so the, what what the system that works for us is that there's anything above. Um, so right when she came, right when she came in, I, here's exactly the place I want to be at. I usually don't fly first class. First class, it's just the cost doesn't make sense. Business is more than okay. So, uh, business class, uh, she knows the seats. I never want to be, if you, if it's like, say it's one, a one B one C or sorry, if it's like row one, two or three, it's never row one. Cause you can't put anything overhead. It's always row two or row three. Um, I'm always on the aisle and the miss is always by the window. And so whatever that structure is, as long as she understands, has all the information up front and any flight, I think it, uh, the goal is any flight below $5,000, she's ready to, she books, she doesn't have to ask me or anything round trip or whatnot. And then she has access to all the credit cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but 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 that's a system that that, uh, that works well for so so many people. So I think you you got yeah. this, you got this definitely right. Yeah, one of things. Have, what, so what, I, yeah, yeah. Go on. I fly into like there's a, a, a I fly into this is marketing Frankfurt that happens in. So I have this is this is the thing why I think it's distance and I think people that are team you are so important. I have a wedding in San Diego, the day of the flight out of LAX, I land. Uh, I land in in London, London to to Frankfurt, Frankfurt. The next morning, I speak at this is marketing. That afternoon, I fly to Amsterdam to host uh, another event for e-commerce brands, and then I fly back to Frankfurt from Frankfurt to home. There's no way, there's no way I'm spending my time and effort on finding these flights, finding these areas. Going, it's going to put me in such a terrible mood. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's it, it's very important to to know that. What what are things that 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 hinder? So like the other day, I, I read something very interesting. I read something of it says, look at the task when you're pro 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 procrastination. Like when when you're doing, you have to do something and you're procrastinating. These are nearly always the task that you should delegate to someone else. And for me, a lot of times will be like booking flights. I'm like, oh, I'm procrastinating. Yeah, fuck. And. Uh, but yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Like accounting, I, I did my accounting myself. Oh my god, I was so bad at it. I always like I lost like two hours because I was just like didn't start. I was procrastinating it. I was like, I could have been brainstorming amazing ads right now. Why? Why did I do this? It makes so much sense. It it took me. I have to admit, it took me too long to learn 
That's why I'm happy we do this podcast so that people don't uh, don't make this mistake of like learning this after months or years. Like in my case, <laughs> adapt faster of like what to delegate, what what to do. That's, uh, that's something. No, because really you have to realize you're you're you only have so much time and the impact at your most excited. Like I'm in my most excited moments right now. These 30s, like we can work. We don't have. That. Yeah, I have one or two younger kids on the way or are coming or or your your process is pretty much still yourself. You're still living for yourself right now. These are the times where you can make as much as you, A, financially make as much money as you want and do as many things as you want. You can't really fuck that off. You can't really just take it for granted or, or waste some of this time. So being able to make a decision a little bit faster than you normally would has to happen now because then when you get in the, and when you start having a lot more things that you're are, are responsible for or the family that's building, don't really have time to, to wait or not make a decision. You have to make these decisions, good or bad, make it and continue on. Oftentimes, your first reaction to these things are probably going to be right. 100%. All right, let's jump on to, to the, the next thing. Um, as we both know, like uh, meta ads, Facebook, Instagram ads, and TikTok ads is evolving a lot and a lot of things are changing. What are you seeing in changes uh, that you can share with the people and how, where you see the future of, of, of marketing? I got very, so I talked about this yesterday. We, I'm, I'm an investor in triple whale. I'm an investor into North beam. Really? You're investing in triple uh, whale. Nice. That yeah. was a great, great, yeah, I, I, I should have, well I should have done the same. It's a, uh, yeah. Shout out to triple whale. Yeah. They are, they are, they are good. <laughs> they are really good. I got, this is, this is the benefit of being so public as we are, because these people come to us, they look at us as uh, we have audiences. And so I got in early with these guys. And I think what happened, when iOS 4, let's talk about this. We just went through iOS 17, but we got hit with iOS 14 back in the day. And that's when a lot of this drama, like, hey, nothing's working. It's really unclear. It's really, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't see no clarity. Well, well, for everyone for everyone, everyone outside, that, that was like the biggest crisis really in, in our industry. That was like uh, what 2008 crisis was for the world. That was like uh, iOS 14 for the marketing uh, industry. That was like uh, yeah. months of tur turbulence. No, it was, it was months of turbulence. It was months of uncertainty, but what really, like I went so deep in it. I actually, I think I published like one of the largest documents. I think this really, yeah, I, I published this on it was like January 2nd. I, I published like a 75 page document that like broke down what's happening, why it's happening, what are the laws going on and all the learnings that I came into this. And I knew things were going to evolve as we got on. Essentially, Facebook was no longer allowed to, to share or connect any of the feedback of conversion events. That's the simplest way of putting it. If something happened on their platform, they couldn't communicate it through, uh, through Apple devices. Those Apple devices couldn't track it back. Even though it was still being tracked, they could still do it. They just couldn't share it with any of us on, on the advertising side. Well, then that built Triple Whale. Then that built North Beam. Then that built um, a handful of other ones around tracking and, and quote unquote, providing clarity. We're many years past this now. Um, the biggest change now is is uh, cookies. There'll be some cookie changes on, on the Google front or on the browser front. Um, that that was like the most recent announcement. Like it's going to knock off the back after the tracking. Link. So is, how, how are we going to do this? Tracking affiliates, et cetera. I still don't know. So I'm not the one to talk about there. But on the ad front, it actually has gotten a little bit easier because you have Advantage Plus shopping and you have Advantage Plus campaigns, which technically, if we're talking about AI, we're talking about the future, it's telling us something that you've been talking about for quite a long time, creative first, 
stop dealing with any of this targeting bullshit, focus on making more ads and getting into the account as fast as possible. So for us, right, I sit here and we have, we do edits, we have constant creative, we make a lot of these edits. And I was talking to uh, the founder team yesterday and he's like, how many of your campaigns are your ads built with 100% AI? And I, so Chris, I ask you this, hmm? are you using AI in all of your ads or using AI in any of your elements? Yep. So like we're, we're using, um, not so like a lot of times, like today, for example, one of my calls, my clients were like, can we do uh, AI only image creation? And I told her not, not, not fully yet. It will be very, very soon. Why? Uh, I know that like, the last AW speech, someone, someone showed amazing images for me. I, I don't like the quality yet. It's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not there, but it's like, we're months away. Like uh, we are very, very close. And you know that Meta is also launching Meta is launching AI tools within the ads manager, which will be cool. Obviously, uh, GTP four is a must-have for like uh, for 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 the, for the scripts where they help you a lot for for the ad copies. We know always, of course, but uh, not 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 fully for the images yet. But please uh, give me your opinion, dude. I am I am I am right there with you. So I saw the presentation. It was a great presentation. He he knows what he's talking about in this. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah exactly. You have to, you have to, you have to take this into consideration. We, we breeze. So our brand is very AI focused, very, the, the vibe is futuristic. We're trying to change the future of consumption. So it, that AI makes sense or AI creative makes sense for our brand. If you're selling cosmetics and you're trying to show how natural it is, if you're selling natural food, natural dog food, if you're selling anything that's like from the earth, Using AI images that look very polished, not fully human, and come across as like that doesn't look like somebody made it with their hands. How is that on brand? How how is that how is that your 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 style? And so I don't think it's going to resonate for some brands. Some it's going to be perfect for us. It, we we could show nothing, and it would be a crazy. It, it, it would just AI, and it'd be awesome. We can do that. But for a lot of these other people, you have to realize two things. One. We are in a world where the 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 ad units and the ads of seeing real people do real things, whether it's raw or it's polished, I'm not going to go down that discussion. And you're mm -hmm. watching and looking at real people, and all of a sudden you're going to just feed a bunch of AI, and it's going to be like generated creatives to people. It's it's a polar opposite. It's a reply that I don't think a lot of the consumers are going to respond too well to this. So much so that if you look at how much we're running, the only AI elements that we have voiceover um exactly. i love i love the ability to change the language awesome there's two three is pulling it pulling the scripts out of um we use it we use a tool called what is this called we use this tool pretty frequently um it is i have it right here so we use no commerce as the, it's a post-purchase survey tool that we allow this to plug into chat gbt that it's gives no, us no, 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 no commerce. Yeah. K N O commerce. And it's basically a post-purchase survey, which they have an integration with chat GPT. And so now we're taking all feedback from what the customers are giving us directly, pulling it into scripts, directly pulling into value proposition callouts. Mm -hmm. And that is dictating what we do in the ads. But the, I believe for, right for, now, for, for me, what, what I'm doing is because exactly I, I will try them, yeah. but also like, because mostly they plug in with GTP, no? So like for me, what, what I want to share quickly, what works really well for, for, for this is like, 
you know, like, you know, you hate if a friend sends you like a 12 minute voice message, right? Everyone hates that. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know who doesn't hate it uh, officially? Uh, JTTP. So what I do if I, I'm brainstorming a new ad, and of course I want to see, okay, now I have my ideas of a script, but also I want to, I want to get also AI ideas as well, right? So I want to com combine both. So I would send like a 12 minute, 15 minute, a voice message basically like uh, to JTTP explaining everything explaining my ideas already explaining how you can maybe think of some other angles on this like getting on this and then like and then tell like give me 50 give me 50 uh, scripts boom <laughs> that really works really well so like I I, I, yeah. I would never type all these things in but I'll happily speak to it for 15 minutes well, think about this, like the, the the process of AI and the process of AI in e-commerce, is this is the biggest topic that people want to talk about. I look at it in, in four different areas. AI can allow for smaller teams to do bigger things and AI can allow bigger teams to go even further and do even bigger things because it's going to take away, because the bigger you get, oftentimes the more overhead you have to cover, oftentimes more costs are associated to it. So you're you're very picking and choosing where you want to allocate uh, cost or allocate your next dollar. When you're able to do deep research, building up customer avatars and getting scripts, that's generally a couple of people. You have a researcher, you have an analyst, you have a maybe it's a junior, maybe it's a senior analyst. They're all trying to create. And you have a copywriter, then you have a scriptwriter. Like there's a lot of bodies involved in that process. That's a lot of money that you might have to dedicate. But when you have AI that's going to pull these for you, a couple of hours spent on plugging it in so you can understand how it works, they're going to kind of dictate depending on the frameworks that you give it. All those marketing structures or frameworks already exist. That can be told to ChatGPT, and then your marketing assistant can do most of it. Cool. That's the beginning process. Then they can get you maybe a couple of templates. You can get some things where a ChatGPT plugin with Canva. We like that. I think a lot of us use that plugin. It's simple because we like Canva anyways. So that process is getting better. But all that really is, because you and I both know this as creative people, it's just prompting. It's it's giving them the information. We're having to fill these briefs out for our creative, uh, maybe it's our UGC creators or our team anyways. So if you're good at giving prompts already, you thrive with ChatGPT, ChatGPT4. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And then for, for you, what, what's the current, so like the trend that I'm clearly seeing is like, I'm nearly running all of Advantage Plus shopping. So I would have eight of my budget there. I would do like, of course, I would still, I still use, um, depending what, what's, what, what's, what's the case, but CBO or ABO for, um, for, for, for testing, but then of like 15 X one method, right? So like 15, a uh, beginning of, of, of the ads, but then, uh, always like I tried to have huge, huge ad spends, uh, on basically on AI, right, <laughs> on, the, on the algorithm, where uh, where we don't do a lot of the targeting. So creative is very important. On the on the creative side, I still see that images are still not not doing too bad. Eh? Like uh, it's been a while. It's for for some years. I saw that videos was winning, but now I would say it's 60-40. Videos are still slightly better, but for a lot of uh, com companies I help, we have forty percent of the of the ad spend also goes to images. How how is how is that for you and what what are you seeing working best? Which elements are, are are working working well for you at the moment? So I'll tell you based upon two things. So one, we have we serve twenty five brands right now mm -hmm. on paid. Uh, email is a little bit different. We have twenty five percent overall spend into what we call mashups. So 
all their best creative kind of put together and would just seamlessly try to, to tie it in. So it's usually a uh, product, product demonstration with UGC and some like text overlay. That's usually the majority mm-hmm. of the 25% overall. Then we have another 40, it looks like 40% just to image testing. And I, it could be the timing though, because October we have a lot of testing and what poten- potential future offers could be or potential future Exactly, where you want to have image ads. Exactly. Black, Black Month is like by the time of this recording, Black Month is how much? Two, two weeks away, a bit more than two weeks away. Yeah, not a not, lot long away. So, so I would say like, it's a little bit anecdotal for us because we know that we have images. If you can get an image in right now moving, it's going to just convey the, the message a lot quicker. And I, and we have a lot of brands that are going to start doing their black Friday, Saturday, Monday offer in like two weeks, dude, the first week of exactly. November. Like- exactly. Exactly. There's even some, some brands who do it slightly before November to be ahead of them. Right. It's always like, cause obviously like uh, people can only spend X amount of money until they run out <laughs> before Christmas. And, uh, and uh, you want to go early with your offer. It's so true. It's so true. So, we're, but the, and then the rest of it is split between uh, long form video and GIFs, which is like under four second video. So I, I don't really have any crazy things to call it other than we're still leveraging a lot of images because it's just so fast to get up and running and you can get a lot more call outs. That to me is if you upload a creative piece of, if you upload some sort of copy that allows you to make some simple GIF or some simple movement with product images or product shots already, that's a great use of, uh, of AI. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. For 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 I think AI like in the future it will will get very 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 interesting for us, right? So when when we can have like now with the UGC it takes forever uh, until people people make it how you want it. But if in the future these videos can be made by AI and you can have like for me what works really well is with, with grid shots. So you have like nine 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 different uh, different people in it. That's something that that works really really well there. I think you're completely correct. I think you mentioned we're a couple months away. I think we're, I think we're maybe a year to two years away. Yeah, probably. Like I think in the images, it, it will it will be it will be a bit more fast. But in the yeah, in the videos, it will take take longer. Um, and for for you, what is currently like um, in 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 terms of the um in terms of ad 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 spend, what what are some what are currently like. What are currently the industries where you're seeing that, uh, that they, they can spend the most these days? Because it's always an up and down. Now, jewelry, what I saw used to be one that was running very, very good with Facebook ads. Skincare was one of them. Uh, both are not in the easiest times right now. Like, what are you currently seeing? Like, which, which industries are can currently run with high, high ad spends? Right now, we're looking at two different specifically the baby industry. We have two brands in this, both from like the, uh, both are, we have uh, the baby industry, which is just uh, clothing. And then we have some accessories. So I would say, I would still put that in the same niche. So that's our, one of our highest spending one. And then we have uh, teeth whitening slash uh, oral care has been the yeah. second one for all that are different for me. And then the final one that looks like it's doing well, we have men's accessories. So it's not jewelry, but it's like wallets and it is bags. That is another one that we really like. Ah, uh, okay. So the kind of like uh, the rich wallet and those kind of things, no? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I, I I think I, I only have uh, very few questions on marketing because I still want to jump on the your uncommon advice on happiness and those kind of questions. Um, yeah. I want to I talk about this beautiful tool. So 
the fidget spinner what uh what is what is with like how 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 do i always remember you when it comes to fidget spinners i explain the story and how how heavy did you invest there on the facebook ads back then and how much fun was that this was so much fun so i i've, I've migrated so this is this one's called a slider so it's basically a similar toy to it so it's a kinetic learning device that's like the official way of framing this when i when i got really i first jumped on the scene it was like 2016 2017 um and it was my partner who i'm still partnering with today on structured his name was jake schmidt and he started finding that this trend of like you can grow instagram accounts and then you can kind of like spam people through instagram to like grow your following and then you can kind of like add people automatically and we were doing this like follow for follow thing to grow and and to kind of build uh, uh instagram pages I was like the first business jumped into it. Well, these guys contracted him where he, he was seeing them grow and they were making 3D printed fidget spinners, something like this, right? Which was like 3D printing is still a thing. People still try to do it. But you had this 3D printed thing and it wasn't as like polished with this uh, cap and it wasn't as like smooth as what happening that he was able to find. So we found this early on and I was like, hey, I know how to run Facebook ads. I'm already doing, I'm already, I'm already working on a couple larger clients. He had the idea, he found it, and I go, hey, let's go. I'll put in the ads. And so from early, from day one, we were selling these things, and we got two two really unique positions happened for us in America. We started advertising it in August, which if you live in the States, you know, August, September is when back to school happens. So you have a lot of kids going back to school. So you have this natural virality effect of if one or two kids had this, then it allowed people to be like, oh my God, I want that. Where'd you get that from? Exactly. We were the first to actually advertise it we called ourselves fidgety and we are the earliest ones we're spending this this really really put us on because we're selling this thing getting it from china finding different pieces different colors different kind of like the the modern day yo-yo where people were doing tricks and wanting to trade it and they were able to trade the caps uh, or like the the spinning thing where you like hold your finger onto it so it's not just the bearing in the middle and we started to advertise this on facebook and it was thirty dollars we were selling them for back when conversions were 50 cents to a dollar to two dollars it was it was absolutely incredible and and that i was able to ride that into the next couple of wins whether it was working for tim bird whether it was diff eyewear whether it was snow teeth whitening whether it was posh peanut we had a lot of home runs after that but that gave me that first hey uh, i think i can do this validity in, in advertising that a lot of us need nice and what, what what's what's the highest amount of uh of of, of ad spend you ever pushed into one one single day with this product or what's the highest one you ever had with one of your current current clients i would say officially was not a lot of ad spend because it was still early and i still wasn't confident so i think the largest day i had there was around four to five thousand dollars just a normal i think i would i would say four to five thousand is an average spend now mm -hmm. for some people that might be a little bit uh, a little bit less so I, i do apologize on this the most i've been able to spend in one day was a non-Black Friday moment. It was actually for a diff eyewear. It was $285,000 in a single day. Um, and then that week was, I think, a uh, $4 million week. So it was a big week that leading up into a, a, one of our biggest BOGOs. It was, a, it was a pretty big drop as well. But you can't, I don't think you can hit that type of ad spend for two reasons. One, it's unsustainable on a product side. Now now that I'm on this side of, of product development and lead time, If I had multiple $100,000 days or multiple million dollar days, I would have to have such a large operation and cash flow to fund any of this and get the product. So that was probably the biggest 
week non-Black Friday. I've had a couple of really big Black Friday sales, but I don't really consider that anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for everyone else, exactly like um, because you use abbreviations, which most of us know, but just in case not. Uh, so uh, UGC is user generating content, and BOGO is get a, a buy one get get one. So like um, like also I also see is like. You you always have your biggest days if you have a one of, of offer running. That's why like uh, one of the one of the things I really believe in is I I, w- I wish it would be different, right? But uh, Facebook ads you need to also work with offers. Like uh, if clients don't want to work with any any offers, it's always possible. It's just harder. It's just harder. Uh, like o- offers do work really really well. Completely agree with you. And and it's not necessarily it doesn't have to be an offer, but it has to be something unique and a reason for them to buy. It could yeah. be a collaboration. It could be a limited edition. It could be. Uh, well, one, of, one of the things where I, I, I can share with you, what you, you can try uh, with your, your companies that is working really, really well. Maybe try it for Breeze also. Um, we, we use this and it's going very, very well. We say this ad says, bestseller is back in stock seven, seven times sold out. Boom. People are like, oh my god, oh my god! Like I have, like this is going away so fast. I have to buy right now because if not, it's gonna be sold out again. And in this case, it was actually true. Like it was just going so well, we couldn't keep it up. But uh, but this then to communicate this, no, like uh, that. Hey, you don't need an offer because like you need like people, like people when they look at their their phone, they're normally in the lazy mode. Like they just finished lunch and they are like a bit full. They cannot do the next uh, Excel task. They're procrastinating something. And they are not going to be into active mode of buying something unless you give them a reason to be like, yes, it makes a lot of sense. Can be Mela two for one, right? Can be uh, seven times sold out, like the bestsellers back. So that's something that I, I found uh, as a message that's working very, very well. Well, even for us, like that, that actually does too, because we're on pre-order right now. And so what we've had to change, which is something that's really unique for our business, is we only have one product. There's different quantities that you can buy, but we're we're putting it uh, like our ad copy is uh, order today to lock in your shipment of the next batch. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of next production run for us. So anything on the consumable side in, I think that's a great way of like pulling cash forward. Exactly, but you you obviously very understand very well marketing, but we all knew this before. Now uh, let let's jump into into the happiness quick quick quest 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 questions. Um, you went a little bit into your your morning routine of like um, going to the gym, like and I think you're like kind of mentioned like kind of five a.m. club book. No, you wake up at five five a.m. and start start early. What other things uh, do you have in your morning routine and, how, and what time? And also on, on after this, when you finish your day, do you have a routine to, you know, from all the stress that you accumulated to get this off? And then you come to the miss and to your dogs where you, you'll be like, you know, fully you. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think this is, it's been changing for me because of travel, but I love my morning. My mornings are, are very important to me. And it's, I try to be, fluidly rigid which is a very interesting term to put but uh, we do like the workout time or there's also times where my morning time is the best because i don't have any inbound or i have no communications up until about 8 to 10 a.m so there's times where if i have to build a really important presentation it's just me it's just quiet it's just it's just nice it's, it's very it's very simple it's a simple morning and it's a, a it's attacking the specific task that i have to do that that week that month that that upcoming thing so that a lot of my deep work happens in that time post-workout i don't like to have 
a lot of nervous energy in the morning, which I usually do. I usually wake up with a little bit of like excitement of what's the day to come. So that workout really kind of pulls me in. So that, that'll fluctuate. Um, I've lately, lately I haven't been eating. So I've been fasting till about noon or one to two. I find that'd be a lot better. So I do do my coffee in the morning or some sort of caffeine, but I do enjoy not having food in my stomach at the beginning, whether it's, a, whether there's a workout there or not go through the normal day. I try to close my day of, of all important calls before 4 PM. So anything it's like an, I would say a normal eight to four, eight to five working day, but anything after four or five, I really want it to be like selfishly my choice, what I get to do, whether it's creating content, whether it's responding to people, whether it's emails. Um, and that's usually the biggest wind down. And the missus, uh, she, she owns her own women's store. So she'll either be at the store or she'll be done around six. And I don't like to be on the computer when she does come home. I want to make sure that we can, we can greet each other or if we're going to plan food or go see her family because her, her family lives very close. So we usually take the dogs over there to, to kind of run around. Um, but I do enjoy uh, right now running. So I've been in a very big run mode and oftentimes I won't run in the morning. I'll do a lift and I'll do a, a run at the end to kind of get the rest of the energy up. Oh, nice. So you have, you have this kind of this deadline, but at six o'clock you have to be finished, which I think is like a, it's a very, very good thing. So like um, for also everyone's listening who doesn't have a deadline, really try to get yourself some, because if not, uh, sometimes we just stay in the office longer and longer without getting, getting more, more pro, 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 pro productive. Um, and it's always the, the difficult days we have to look, look, look out, out, out for now. Like everyone knows when you have a day, when you are really productive and you like, okay, I'm going to finish now and you come out, go home happy. But it's like the, the difficult days sometimes that define how a week is going when you, nothing was working out and you feel like, no, I haven't done enough and you stay there and uh, forever and you're just not making any more productive, smart decisions well, was also is a, is a thing. And the running, running after, I, I really, I really like in, in, enjoy it. Yeah. For me, it's a, in, inline skating after work, but that's a big, big thing. Because I'm I'm here just next to W Hotel, so like we have this inland skating past past the beach, which is always an enjoyable thing. I don't do it always, but I every time I do it, it does create me a lot of happiness. And that's one of my favorite things in Barcelona because usually we stay in Champel, and so if we're in Champel, that's such an easy run to get to the beach, go to the W, run all the way to Ushuaia, and then kind of go back in. That's a four mile loop. Exactly, exactly, and it's a beautiful loop. It's like you 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 buy 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 by the beach. Uh, yeah, exactly. I I I agree hundred percent. Um, what's an uncommon advice you can share on happiness? Something that, that work, works for you, and it's not like you know everyone knows, but in the morning writing down three things that you're grateful for, something that obviously works. Uh, meditation, something that obviously works. Eating healthy obviously works. But what's something that you found that works for you for you for your happiness? I think this is going to change depending on the seasons that everybody's in. Um, right now, what's what what gives me a lot of like, especially what's going on in the world right now with everything abroad. I think this this ability to communicate with somebody. It doesn't have to be your partner. It doesn't have to be the one that you you share your your bed with. It could be anybody. But getting the thoughts that you have on your on your chest or on your mind out of your head and out of your body, even. Even if you're just talking aloud to yourself, I do this often when I'm running. I, I'll just start talking and try to work through these problems because I feel like what we do is we we might not communicate a lot verbally like this, you and I going back and forth, but we might be sending a lot of messages. 
or we might be like giving a lot of information out, but it's all digital. It's nothing spoken or, or, or verbalized. And I think that's really important for us as humans, as we feel some sort of stress, as we feel some sort of uh, calmness that we have to express good or bad, just get it out of the body and, and, and vocalize it because sometimes it's going to be, whether you're speaking to somebody or not, you just got to get it out of yourself as a, as a release. And I've spent a lot of time and you can call me crazy. You can look at me like this guy is, is, uh, is, is on one, but I'm, I'm definitely speaking to myself a lot more than most people. <laughs> I, 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 I could definitely tell <laughs> you're, <laughs> You're like the, the the good good kind of guy who who would do it in a, in a happy, happy 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 way. And I and I love animals too. I think I spend a lot of uh, focused time with my dogs. I have three of them, and so I I do my best to set a timer or at least a mental one of like five minutes to ten minutes un undivided attention and just being with them. Whether we're just sitting together, where I'm looking at each other, or playing with them, or running around with them, that to me is really important to 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 them and to us. Right? You think about it. You exist with an animal or exist with a pet, and they're just there with you, but you're not really like with them. You're just coexisting. And so, spending mm -hmm. some time with petting and playing and walking is important. I mean, there's, there's even obvious research that having having a dog uh, increases your your happiness just because it it forces you to the other things that will increase your happiness. Like going for a walk is something that yes, is proven to be good for for your mental health. Well, you have a dog, you have to go for a walk, right? So like, there's a lot of things that, and also sitting there, like it, like you know, cats and dogs. Cats a bit more even. Uh, they are really good meditators. Where you like you like they just constantly meditate but also dogs like the, the peace that they bring you uh, it's uh, amazing yeah i completely agree i love dogs yeah exactly i i i i see i i i love i love when you share on instagram things with your dogs and also in general the, the content i also like how you structure it but like on your instagram you put out more like your your, your life and on facebook you bring a lot of value value nuggets where you share a lot of things but for our industry is very 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 helpful for everyone yeah you know that's that's shifted for me lately i i used to be very businessy businessy on instagram and then i i you know what it was earlier this year i was like look I've, i've made a lot of connections on instagram i don't use it as a business channel i use it more as like a personal diary or documentation and that turned away that's like For you and I having a relationship, you and I are going to communicate and talk there. Now, obviously, we're, we're texting now, but that is the area that is, is most sacred to me, my family, and close. Then I have Twitter, then I have LinkedIn, then I have uh, Facebook, like you mentioned. That's more like businessy. Look what we're doing. Here's our achievements. Looking for partnerships there, but I want to keep one to myself and keep it personal. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, to to finish this, um, I, I also want to want to share. One more thing, which uh, I, I heard, uh, I think on the first uh, conference, so it was like 2018, when we first met each other, and I, I, I haven't I haven't met you yet, but I was talking with one, one person from the audience, uh, and you did, by the way, a great, great speech, but the important thing is that this person said after this, so like, you know, Nick, he's like, uh, he's not, not like most of these other speakers who just go and be like, ah, I'm selling you this. And like, you know, if you work super hard to get this Lamborghini, it's all about the money. Like Nick passionately enjoys it. And he goes out and he shares all his wisdom. Like he's not like holding back and you have to buy this, this, this mastermind. He goes out and he fucking shares. Like uh, I remember when you shared this, this ad with a more, 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 more mosquito. And you fully went into it of like, yeah, we used this high-pitched mosquito sound here. We put this with pet interrupt. Like you, you, you're completely passionate about it and you're you're living it. And he said, like, 
he's the most humble guy in the industry and i i can i can give this back so thank you for for bringing this light to our marketing industry i appreciate that dude this I, i've said this a couple of times but this is the, the absolute fact this this industry changed my life um I, w I don't know where I would have been, and it continues to change my life in the various directions of my my focus or interest. And if they can do this for me, where like you and I, I'll speak for myself, we're average individuals that we have a lot of love and care for what we do. And if anybody else has that same level of care or interest in this space, it's just a matter of time before it works. It's a matter of time for before you live the life that you want to live, especially if you're clear on where you want to go. And I'm definitely trying to do that now. Exactly, 100%. And not nowadays, exactly, like really what everyone needs is better, better, creatives, right? So companies, they really struggle of like brainstorming amazing video con con concepts and also having the whole concept out of one hand, having it coherent, like the ad, the ad to the message, the message to the website, to the product like like people don't get it coherent enough and when you can help can help them there uh making this whole concept out of one and one beautiful coherent coherent way and where, where you did it with with, with with breeze then there's a lot of a lot of fun fun to be had and um i think also there's like i i feel like there's a very very good 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 year, years 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 i i had what i'm currently doing a lot is like i'm doing a lot of a testing on on Insta on TikTok and then uh, scaling it on on, on, on Meta, because okay. I I saw that uh, if it works on TikTok is the harder one. So like I I like to challenge myself to win in the harder harder ground. So TikTok is the harder one, and you have to slightly adapt the creative. You cannot just plug them and put them fully. But um, the ones that work on TikTok only need slight adjustments, and then they can they can be way more uh, way uh, they can outperform what what's there on facebook because facebook is like the most boring platform among the free platforms so you that's a beautiful thing for us because if the normal content is more boring your ad doesn't have to be so awesome to stand out whereas on tiktok the content is pretty cool like it's really like i i, I don't use it a lot on my own because like it's really really good so I, I try to not have the ad many times i just get it sometimes look at some things and then i delete it again because I, I don't want to have it on my phone uh, it's uh, it's too too good. It's too too addictive. So, but, uh, uh, but then when you have something that wins, where pushing this to to Facebook, that that's something that that that, that works. I, I'm, what I do miss a lot is because of how of our size, those tactics of going like step by step or focusing on one channel going to the next channel, we lose some of that because we're not necessarily focused on one or or few brands. We have a lot of brands that we have to kind of deal exactly. with. Exactly. If there's a a phase five of my life where I get to rebuild or do a couple of different things, I'm definitely gonna build a smaller team and, and focus on a couple, just a handful of, of products or businesses that I really care about, and that way we can get really nitty gritty and deep into these things that, because that's that's where you really find out what what works and what doesn't work is when you're in there day to day testing, and that's stuff that I miss. And by the time we're able to do that, maybe there might be a lot of really cool tools that will make it even more easy for us because AI will be much further along yeah exactly i i really feel like uh, maybe it's just because we we both we only see the marketing industry but i really think it's one of the ones that's the most affected with ai like everyone is building ai tools and they really work and they are really well so it's a uh, very exciting exciting times to 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 be in the industry and i'm really i'm really enjoying the 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 the, the ride and obviously you know you want to par partner up with it you want to 
get get the best out of it but also use your human creativity completely i love it. yeah I'm, i'm very hopeful for what happens next for us nick it's been an absolute absolute pleasure like really like uh you're such a big smile in the marketing industry and it was so fitting to have you on on the happiness podcast and uh, yeah i'm not i won't be uh, at the event in germany where you're going but i'll definitely see you soon in in person uh, probably aw or something and uh, yeah thank you thank you for for being here appreciate you i'll see you soon